Thought Bubble Audio. Welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. I'm Frank, and with me, as always, is my friend who's been taken over by a being from another planet, Tim. We think that was an excellent introduction. Mayhaps uh, we can still be your friend. Okay. I, I would like that. Okay. I, I would prefer that, actually. Do you don't yeah. mind that I'm going to refer to myself nah. in, in the plural? No, no, no. No. Okay. The royal we is always fine with me. Okay. We graciously allow you to <laughs> maintain our friendship. We like the royal we. How you doing? I'm good. I'm very good. We were recording uh, a night early. We are. Um, as, as we did last week. So who knows what's going to bring? Because boy, am I tired. So, <laughs> yes. 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 It's been a. It's been a fun. We we were just at uh, Rhode Island Comic Con yesterday, and we we hung out there and and uh, got to. We stood next to a certain someone who was there. We we did. We did. We we encountered Macad Brooks. We encountered him. Encountered. That's him. a good way of putting um, it. Uh, I, we, we did not, we literally walked up to him as he had to leave to catch a flight. Yep. Our timing would not have... To film episode nine, yes, as we were told. That's right. His handlers told us that he was leaving to go back to Vancouver for episode nine. So, um, He was as close to me as you are to me right now. Like, like less than three feet. Less like, than three feet. Just walk right by Like, us. I could have reached out and grabbed the many beads that were around his wrist. But that would have been a bad idea because it, the security guy was so right there. He's so big. He's so big. He was, he was, a, he is a very good looking built man he well, is tall is that, he is broad-shouldered he is muscular well which we all we knew because you know we watched the show right um but i said to you i said to you at the convention i you know like when you meet people in person when you see them on the television mm. um they don't obviously look exactly like they right. do on television and a lot of times they're smaller mm. but he's bigger he's a larger person in person. Yeah, it's true. Than he is on yeah. TV. They say the camera adds 10 pounds, but I, I think it's... it's Real life added 25 pounds of, of muscle. muscle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, you know, because we were making... Not making fun of, but uh, last week, we, you know, we were talking about The Guardian. And I'm like, sure. Dude, James could beat people up. Sure. Yeah. Sure. And then he puts you see Makad in real life. Mm -hmm. And you're like, I have no question. You could beat up everybody in this room. Exactly. And that includes... The Green Ranger over there. Right, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Jason David Frank. Right. David Frank. No, I Green. think you're right the first time. Yeah, yeah, is over there. You could definitely beat him up. Mm -hmm. Shades from Luke Cage is over there. That's right. You could definitely beat him up. Yeah. Stan Lee's over there. <laughs> well, that's not He would fight. just stare you down. Gal Gadot could probably still beat him up, because James <laughs> and Makad are gentlemen and wouldn't, <laughs> and wouldn't get involved in that fight. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it was uh, it was it was really good. It was really good to at least be there. We were bummed that we we didn't quite we couldn't quite uh, couldn't quite uh, you know actually actually talk to him. Uh, but uh, but that's all right. There will be there will be another time um, or or so I hope. So we'll have to try that again soon. Uh, next next chance we get. But uh, in the meantime, I think we have a fun surprise here. Joining us live on the phone is director of tonight's 
episode of Supergirl and producer Larry Tang. Hello, hello. Hey, Larry. Hey, how are you? Hey, Sorry. good. How are you, man? Good. Sorry, we're in the middle of shooting episode 10 right now. So. No, no worries. Thank you. So I didn't realize you'd actually be on set. Awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, we hear that you're you're uh, back uh, as a producer starting starting in January. Um, congrats on that. It's 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 good to hear no, that no, you're no, back. Starting now, today. Today's my first day back. Hey, even better. Congratulations. Happy first day to work. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's that, that's what I was saying. Like we're rolling. It's like literally, I, I got off the plane on Saturday and I jumped into a. A big sequence today. So, um, yeah, today's the first day on the job. Or awesome. back on the job, so to speak. That's awesome. Hey, congrats. It's so great to hear. We're so glad to, to have you back uh, back producing. No, listen, I'm, I'm glad that schedule-wise it all worked out for both sides. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. I certainly miss everybody. And, yeah, this season's been really awesome so far. So it's really good to be a part of it more so in a bigger way. Yeah, I mean, we just we just finished watching episode six, which you directed. I mean, just minutes ago, we we finished. So, mm-hmm. do you mind if we ask you a couple questions about that? Yeah, go for it, man. Okay, hello. I haven't said anything yet. Hi, it's Tim. <laughs> How are you? Um, so, <laughs> yeah, good. I'm good, Larry. Thanks. <laughs> um, so, um, I so my question is about the balancing act. So this, this episode, uh, six changing had so much humor in it, but it also had so much heart in it. Um, all at the same time. Um, where do you draw the line with the balancing act? Because too much humor takes away from the emotional resonance, but if you don't have something to lift and give some brevity to, then the emotional resonance might get lost. So where do you find that line? I think, you know, for me, I, I, I sort of worked from Alex's storyline first um, because, you know, in many ways, we, we always wanted that storyline and those moments to play unlike scenes you would normally see on Supergirl because we wanted to bring a level of, of reality to it and, and emotional honesty to it. And, um, we're trying to do our best to steer away from anything melodramatic and we're really trying to earn... Um, sort of the progress of how this story develops. And so for me, it's, it's starting from there and then sort of building the stuff around it where we feel like, you know, okay, we can we, we can have a funny moment here. We can have a funny moment there. And as long as it doesn't, you know, totally shift away from what we're really trying to do with Alex and then it all makes sense. That makes any sense to you guys. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, and I mean, uh, directing Alex is coming out. I mean, that's something that we've been, uh, you know, building towards all season long, right? And now six six episodes in, she finally she finally comes out to Kara, and that was a really, I mean, uh, you know, Kyler has been deli- turning in some some exquisite, outstanding performances this season, and and this one was was no exception. I mean, that must have been really something. This is a huge moment for this character and for the show. Um, that must have been really something else to be to be directing that scene and and to to be lucky enough to direct that episode that had that scene in it. Yeah, I, I feel super proud about it. I feel um, you know blessed to be given the opportunity to do so, and um, yeah, I feel very fortunate. That, like in, in the past episodes I've done, I, I've always had um, some really good character arcs or, or character scenes to play. Um, you know, for me, you know, my career I've sort of been pigeonhole as an action guy just for all the past shows that I've done. But um, it seems like 
like Alex coming out are scenes which I'll remember more than any fight sequence I've ever done. You know, so uh, you know to be given that opportunity though, is a very um, fortunate thing, and I, and I feel really lucky to, to to you know be handed this episode. And you know, we worked really hard on it. Um, again, we, we we measured out these moments. We were we were tracking where she was emotionally. We wanted again certain. Um, Beats certain emotions for certain scenes. We didn't want her to pity herself. That's not what it was about. Um, we wanted her to to play confusion. We wanted her to play um, coming out to to Kara in, in an honest way. We wanted to feel Kara bite back because you know she feels sort of left in the dark and blindsided by all this. We wanted to again have as much honesty as we could between them and. Again, that's what, that's sort of what we worked towards, and and it was a, it was a it was a careful charting out of of the territory. But I feel like we were really successful in doing so, and I think Kyler kills it. I think she was great in episode five. I think she's great in this episode, and she's really um, blown me and everyone else away with, with the work she's done so far. No, I I absolutely agree, and it, I I think you you said something you said something right where you know you you charted it all out and. Um, you know, and you really, you really hit it right on the head. But I mean, I feel like it's been charted out since the episode feels like it's been charted since season one because they talk about how Alex has always been the emotional support for Kara and Kara didn't create this environment, mm-hmm. which Alex was also able to share something, which we didn't really notice last season, but we talked about it. Frank and I talked about it earlier this season. I think we had a, a listener write in and talk about how there there wasn't as many Alex and Kara moments this season, but I feel like there was a deliberate absence to make this happen. Is that right? Yeah, it, it's it was sort of again it was it was charted out very carefully from the get go. Um, it couldn't happen too fast, and it couldn't happen too slow, but more importantly, it couldn't happen too fast. I don't think anyone would have believed it. And I think people would have felt like it was more convenient than an honest moment for, for a character to, to mm-hmm. go through. So absolutely. You know, there was, there was careful mapping out of this entire arc thus far um, through the first six episodes. And, you know, Andrew said it too in an interview that, you know, there's always been a sadness to, to Alex. We never understood why. Um, and again, that, that sadness really is based in, loneliness, right? And having nothing to do with sexuality. It's about not having a significant other mm. and, and not really being able to enjoy that part of her life. And to now explore that um, with her character, I think, is, is a really um, significant thing. Right. Well, that's almost in a way why maybe Jean and Alex connected so much because you're talking about another character who's also innately lonely from circumstances that he's had in his life. And so even though he made a promise to Jeremiah mm-hmm. to have this, you know, to watch over Alex and Kara, but there's there's a deeper connection with Jean and Alex than there is with Kara and Jean, or for different reasons. Exactly. I think there's a, there's a huge level of mutual understanding within one another. Um, it, it, makes them, it makes them connect. Uh, it makes them up to cut of the same cloth in, 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 in a sense. Um, you know, certainly his, his backstory is a little more dramatic. Uh, you know, she's not a victim of genocide. <laughs> <laughs> sure, um, but there is a there is a theme of, of loneliness and a, and a theme of isolation that that we tend to play with both of them. 
Yeah, and I mean that that theme, yeah, sort of the family, the family that you find, you know. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And th- that theme seems to be present in a lot of our characters, with with Win, even with James, with Kara, with with Monel this season. That that theme of loneliness and of of needing, you know, needing somebody, um, and 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 the family you find really seems to be present in, in a lot of these characters. Um, and, and in many ways, it seems like that's yeah. what's bringing, bringing them together. It is. And, you know, the, you know, the episode of the title as well, is, you know, these, these, these shows have always been really good about thematically hitting a certain point. You mm-hmm. know, when we break these stories out, you know, and, and we have these documents called story arcs, you know, which is what we present to the networks, there is a theme for every episode. And the theme here called changing about becoming what you were meant to be. Um, and, you know, I think you have to be around people who will allow you to become what you're meant to be. Um, so, like, you know, these are all sort of the colors that we wanted to, to hit upon. Right? And I think, you know, whether you're, you know, Rudy Jones or whether you're, you know, Alex Sanders or whether you're Monel rising up to the challenge or whether you're, you're, you know, James becoming the guardian, I think, you know, we're, again, we were trying to thematically hit all those notes in, in different shades. Um, I'm glad that you said that because I actually, as the, because I always try to map the theme to the episode. Sometimes I feel like I'm crazy doing that. <laughs> so, because I'm an English, I'm an English teacher, so I'm like looking for themes and everything. Um, but I, I do want to ask about. No, we always go for themes. Yes, good. All right, validating my job and my craziness. <laughs> good. Um, and so yeah. I do, I do want to <laughs> ask something about Jean and Magan because there's this, um, there's just you know, blood transfusion, this blood exchange. So do they factor into the equation where, with this, with this change? Cause we, you know, like you said, we have Rudy, we have Kara, we have Alex, we have James and Wynn, but there's this, Magan has this hesitancy to give Jean blood because she's a white Martian and she apologizes to him, you know, like you won't want this, but I, so I'm sorry, but there's this like, in the end, we're all aliens, you know, or <laughs> it will be, it's okay. Right. You know, apples and oranges but in the end we all fruit you know so um is that part of the it was that part of the map is that part of the story arc or is it am i can you tell us is that something you could or is that giving something away for later uh it it will it will come into play later um it's you you can you can you can you can interpret certain aspects i guess of that moment um to the theme of the episode but uh it's 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 a it's a major moment between the two of them that will um, be significant later on. Okay, fair enough. Um, you you mentioned before, yeah. There you, go. <laughs> yeah uh, you mentioned before that uh, you know there's the character moments and the action moments, and and many times the the character moments are, are you know prouder accomplishments than the than the action moments. But but this episode definitely had its fair share of, of great action uh, with with Rudy uh, with the Guardian being introduced. Um, was, you know, these are between, between Parasite and the Guardian, we're talking about two major, uh, you know, pr- pretty, pretty major Superman mythos characters there. That must be a ton of fun to be able to play in that sandbox and, and, uh, be able to bring these characters to life when they haven't really been brought to life in, in live action before. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really get much better than that for me. I mean, the cool thing is, like, one character is it's all CG, so you can just make up whatever you want. I just shoot an empty street, and they put them in there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of makes that really fun. And then, you know, it's always 
great to introduce a new character, especially one that's sort of been in the works for so long. Um, and to, to, to give, you know, Makad hero moments to, to introduce him in that way, to see him, you know, in, in full regalia, out in the field, holding up his own, um, with his, you know, little master blaster sidekick in the van. You know, I think it was, it was a lot of fun to do, you know, and we're, we're establishing, um, his fight style. We're establishing how he moves. Uh, we're establishing a street hawk motorcycle. You know, we're establishing a lot of things. And to to be the person who gets to sort of author all of that um, visually uh, is a is a great honor, and, and it's a lot of fun. Um, two thing, two things on that. Uh, one, so um, Frank and I were actually just talking before uh, before you joined us. Um, we were about three feet away from Makad yesterday. Um, <laughs> He was. Yeah, he you was, guys are at um, RI Comic Con, right? Yes, That's yes, right, we yeah. were. Yeah, and he was about three feet away from us, and then he had to leave to catch his flight to go film, presumably what you're doing right now. Um, and so, which yep. is fine. <laughs> but so, I want to ask you the question. I was gonna. I was going to ask, sheepishly ask him instead: Is what is his field of vision in that helmet? Uh. It must be terrible. <laughs> like it has like. What is that like filming him when he's like, I got a, no, I got bad. a, I got it's, a Michael you know, Keaton my got... way around set, you know, I got a bat pivot my way. No, I'm just <laughs> playing. No, but what's it like? It's better than, it's, it's better than Iron Man. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, he's, got, <laughs> he's got, it's, it's one big isolate, you know, it's, it's not, um, I've seen much worse situations put it that way. Oh, uh, yeah. He's, yeah, he, he can't. You know, you don't have full 180 degree peripheral, but you know he's got mm, more than 90 degrees. <laughs> All right, well, it's safety first. That's good. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, this I mean, is... listen, like you know, Levar Burton had to wear a, a, a visor across his eyes, and then they. That's I true. think what Makata has is better than that. So. Oh, totally, absolutely. I mean, there's even um, there was a fun interview. So I can't remember who gave it, but they were talking about. Ben Affleck walking around set as Batman and he couldn't see anything. He was just bumping into everything on set, which is the like the least Batman really? thing you could do. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, apparently he, apparently it was very difficult. But, you know, that's what happens when you have something smushed against your head, you know, but um exactly. I have I, I have two things. One which is a compliment. I really liked the Action Comics number 1 homage with Monel that was really Put nice. The car over his head. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that was really nice. I like that a lot. We we, we we spent a lot of time on that. That that took a while because I don't know if you know, freeze the frame mm-hmm. compared to the cover. I tried to find background that were dressed in the exact same colors too. Um, I, oh, the girl in the red dress. I did. I did notice that. Right um, across the front. The car was green. You know, we 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 yeah. went to great lengths. You know, it was a lot of takes just to get it timed out right. You know. <laughs> It was beautiful. It was so worth the payoff. It was, and he's in his Monel colors. He's in a is he in a blue blue jacket blue with a jacket, red, shirt? red shirt? Yeah, yeah. he's in his Monel colors. Yeah, interesting. Really. You noticed that, okay? Oh, it's like you don't know me at all. <laughs> <laughs> we notice these things. <laughs> um, I you just want to notice everything. I Maybe, maybe too much. The, 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 by yeah. the, the, the president's real name break that was pretty impressive. Thank you. That was thank that you. That was all Tim. Thank you. I I teach a graphic. Scary. Um. I uh. I teach a graphic novel class, so I like 
It's part of my job to know these things. Um, so it's, I feel like it's validated that I know some things because I'm educating the youth of America about them, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <laughs> well done. Thanks. Um, one question. How much was the John Carpenter's The Thing an influence for the beginning of this movie? I mean, uh, the beginning of the episode. Um, uh, it was probably more subconscious. I mean, I literally just finished watching Stranger Things. Oh, um, I, I binged it over like, you know, a day and a half with my girlfriend. And that was definitely present in my mind. Um, we just, we knew the mood of this was going to be different than the normal episode of Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wanted the music and the, the feel to be more exiled in nature. Um, you know, it was more about awe and wonder and suspense and then, you know, horror, you know, like we, we, we it's, again, I don't think we never necessarily go in that direction much with the show. So, um, it was fun to have a slight departure with, with the tone and the mood of it from the get go. And, um, I mean, really Matt that just has a great face for that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a lot of fun just doing even like the lab scenes with him. It was it was great. I, I, the thing is one of my favorite horror movies, so I I latched onto that pretty quickly. Um, speaking of latched <laughs> onto Parasite, let's let's I, segue I, there. Yes. I, I have a, I have another movie related question. Is it was was Parasite was the, the Parasite climbing into Rudy's ear? Was that meant to be a Wrath of Khan reference, or am I reading too much into that? I think you're reading too much. Into All right, that. fair enough. <laughs> I was kind of hoping that it would be, but that's 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 totally fair. Um, I actually I want to talk about Par- <laughs> want to talk about Parasite's design. Um, do you have how much input do you have on what he looks like? How big he gets? How many layers of Russian doll teeth mouth thing <laughs> that he, you know all that stuff? Um, I had zero to do. with anything. I mean, literally when I, when I, when I got the script and I came on board, Armin and his team were already designing mm-hmm. Parasite. So I was actually handed a drawing going, he's going to look at the sea cucumber and that's the version we want. Cause you know, when I got the script, I'm like, which version are we going to go with it? There's so many. Right. And uh, we kind of went with the, the monster sea cucumber version. Um, I didn't know that he was going to have three mouths. Sort of the, the the teeth within the teeth within the teeth, which I thought was pretty epic. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> just like roars at her, I thought it was pretty incredible. It's awesome. Um, but you know, I was told, I was told that he was going to be ten feet tall. Um, so when we shot it, we had a you know one of those fishing skimmers, uh, those, those tool skimmers, and uh, we, we that was our parasite while we were shooting. <laughs> shooting and, and you know, that was our eye reference for, for all the actors. And literally, there's a guy walking around with a big you know aluminum stick. <laughs> for, for for size <laughs> reference, um, which is what we used. Is actually I have a great photo that I'm going to post of uh, of Melissa and, and Manhunter getting getting choked by Parasite, where literally you know she's holding onto a swimming noodle. That's amazing. For hand reference. Um, it's good acting. Yeah, I mean that's that, that's sort of what it looks like before. Yeah, before Armin does his magic to it. Um, but uh, it was a lot of fun. I mean to to just again play the size of of, of him and was was was. It's pretty neat. 
That's amazing. That's it's. I mean, you know, we you see these pictures yeah. of 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 uh, you know a tennis ball being used as eye, eye line reference and that kind of thing. But it's it's pretty fun. The pool skimmer is a good one. That's really it's true. <laughs> well, here's the funny thing: if you um if you, go, if you if you go back if you go back and look at last week's um next week on Supergirl trailer, mm-hmm. um if you look at like the last shot of Parasite, I think you can actually see the metal stick. Like it didn't take it out for the promo shot. <laughs> no way. <laughs> I'm gonna look for it. I would look for right now. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You know, and then the other thing, like, you know, for like, you know, you know that shot we did with like Guardian fighting Parasite in the mm-hmm. street? You know, what we did there was we, we hired, um, because we're up here in Vancouver, the guy who doubled Colossus and Deadpool, we had him oh. fight for Parasite, but he was on stilts. Oh, wow. And so then we ended up, we used that as a skeleton, and then we ended up, you know, animating Parasite over that dude as for reference. That's that's cool. That's super cool. You got to direct Colossus. That's super. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So if you look, if you look at the dailies, it's pretty. You know, like the guy's actually really agile on on, on three foot stilts. I was really impressed by that. <laughs> yeah. But he's moving out pretty fast on it. Damn. Because he's he's huge to begin with. That's the reason he played Colossus. Right. So, wow, that's cool. Awesome stuff. Right. I mean, we were you know, we were trying to approximate. We were trying to approximate Tennessee as best we could. I think we got to like nine you know with the stilts but uh you know our, our guardian doubled a little shorter so it's okay <laughs> <laughs> it's fine we won't tell anyone um, you know it's like in a, in a tom cruise movie you pass down right because they're tight so there you go right um i have one yeah. <laughs> one last question about martian manhunter um last season all of jean's face i think you actually were the one that told us that all of jean's face was cg um, this season, sometimes uh, Frank and I have thought that maybe like the top of his head isn't, but his face is. Have you changed the way that you, have you changed the way that you use him in no, action? No, it's exactly the same. It's exactly just, the same. That's cool. Yeah. It just. Full on head replacement. Yeah. It's great. It's so good. They, they just look really good. <laughs> yeah. I, Armin, Armin and the team do amazing work on, on all these shows. It's just, it's, it's remarkable. It's remarkable the work they're able to do. Yeah, and I think again, just being on the CW, the show is really coming into its own. It, it, it's sort of fulfilling um, a much bigger promise. And uh, I mean, you guys just just wait to see what's coming up. It's going to be insane. <laughs> we can't wait, man. We can't wait. We can't wait for next week. We can't wait for the, the crossover. Uh, it's 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 exciting stuff. And I I I very much as as fans, I think we very much agree with your sentiment. The show is really coming into its own. Uh, on the CW, and and we couldn't be more excited for for the way things have have gone and the way things are, are seeming to be going. Can oh hey look it's Chris Wood, hey buddy, how are you? Hi, Manel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Larry. Listen, we know um, you're. Do you have any other questions? Or? No, no. We're 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 just. Uh, so thrilled to talk to you again. Uh, we'll let you get back to get back to work there. Thank you so much for making time for us. Uh, straight from the set from Vancouver. Amazing. You are uh, always amazing to the fans of the show, and, and we couldn't be more uh, more happy to talk to you, more more grateful to, to have you on the show again. So thanks so much, man. Cheers, guys. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye, take care, Larry. Bye. All right. So, I mean, thanks again to, to Larry Tang for, for hopping on the show with us. Always a pleasure to talk to him. Second, second time talking to him and, mm-hmm. uh, just as fun second time around as it was the last time. I had more fun this time. <laughs> he was, he was awesome again. Again. Uh, I, I say, uh, why don't we take some time and, and, uh, 
pick apart this episode, pick about the stuff we didn't get a chance to talk about with him mm-hmm. and crack open the little red book. But before we do that, I want to say a quick thank you to our friends at Supergirl.tv, who, of course, this week and every week make the show possible by sponsoring us. Uh, Supergirl.tv is the best source for all Supergirl fans uh, to get all the upcoming info, inf- interviews, uh, the trailers, uh, reviews, photos, everything that there is to know about the show uh, as a fan. Everything, all the news you want to get is right here at Supergirl.tv. Um, they are on it. They're, I mean, just minutes after an episode airs, they've already got a recap. They've got a trailer for next week already there. So you can just go there and, and, and see it. Um, awesome of them. We, we love them. And you guys should love them too. So check them out, supergirl.tv. And, uh, and, uh, if you, if you find them on Twitter at Supergirl TV site, uh, thank them for sponsoring Supergirl TV talk because we, we sure as heck appreciate it. So, um, cool. Let's, let's jump in. Let's open the little red book. It's already open. What do you want me to do? I open it more. So, oh, okay. So it's open. Yeah. Uh, and then see those, those words on the page. Mm-hmm. Maybe we start using those as like a basis for our discussion. Okay. Yeah. First word. Yeah. Svalbard. Okay, Svalbard. So that's a place. Yep. Yep. Okay, it's actually not the first <laughs> word. It's a lot of words down, actually. Supergirl, uh, season two, episode six, titled Changing, first premiering on November 14th, 2016, directed by Larry Tang, which hopefully you know, yeah, because I, I would we, just, we just did all that. So, yeah. yeah. okie dokie. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Svalbard. Now Svalbard. it's Svalbard. Um, Svalbard, Norway. We open to a research facility, the Thoral Arctic Research Center. And it appears that this research team who's out there um, researching global warming, attempting to stop it in all of its dastardly forms, like not giving me enough days off school mm. for snow days, mm-hmm. things like that. Things the world are really concerned about. Yeah, real problems. Real problems. Mm-hmm. Like how many days does Tim have off from school? Um Wow. Yeah. <laughs> world changing problems. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'm changing I'm changing the world. I'm changing totally. it right now. Yeah. By putting information out into it. Absolutely. I'm changing things. You are. Okay. So there's a frozen old wolf there, but but weirdly, the wolf is still warm. Whoa. Even though it's been it's it's many, many, many thousands of years old. Disgust. It sounded like disgust in the earphones, mm. but it was supposed to be disgust. disgust. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been, it was in the ice. They found it an hour ago and it's still warm. And they're like, oh, what happens? And Rudy touches it. And then all of a sudden he's getting sucked in. Right. Well, nothing, nothing, um, nothing to survives out in the cold that way except a disease. Mm-hmm. What's that? Perhaps a parasite? Mm. Who's to say? This Mayhaps. episode is to say. This episode says so. It is. Um, and so, this very much reminded me of the thing as I as I said in the interview. Um, you know, I said to you, I think I said off mic. Yeah, I said off mic that like you know, like the thing John Carpenter's thing. If you've never seen it, this is like like um, this parasite alien thing is inhabiting different bodies, and you don't know who it is, and it's like a, oh my god, it could be any one of us. But it inhabits the dogs in the Arctic first, which made me think of the wolf. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was creepy, and I liked it, and now I want to go home and watch the thing. Nothing. I won't, because it's late, and <laughs> I'm a responsible adult, but I want to. Yeah, understandably. Understandably. Yeah, um, having not seen the film, I, I can't I can't comment, but it sounds like Larry said that it was at least a subconscious thing, so... Woo, cool. Sub- subconscious understandings. Okie dokie. So then we flash to the alien bar. Should have asked what that alien bar's name was. Mm. 
Another time. Another time. Okay. Um, and uh, Monel and Kara are having a drink that is given to them by a nice blue alien. Ooh, she's blue. <laughs> um, dabba dee dabba die. Oh, there were little aliens in the music video too. That's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. That song should make a comeback. Uh, yeah. Um, it won't. Um, Jean is still drinking water at the bar. Did you catch that? Even though it's at night. That's interesting. He's still That's drinking water. I didn't, I didn't catch that. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, it's to put out the fire. It's to put out the... It's the, his, his the, heated fire feelings for Magan, perhaps. <laughs> I meant to, like, ward off fire because that's his weakness. But yeah, that too. Yeah, no. Yeah, not. The fire in his heart. The fire in his heart. Because, you know, when you drink water, it goes to your heart automatically. Right. So that's science. That's, that's science. Cool. Look, it's Martian science. You don't know what happens. I don't know. Yeah. No. Um, and so... Um, Ka- uh, Kara accuses Monel of flirt drinking, <laughs> which was a great accusation. Which is a great accusation. Also, perhaps what Jean is doing. There's a lot of flirt mm. drinking going on in this episode. You, you know, flirt drink that water. You know, because even Maggie later in the episode is like, "Oh, I'll buy you a drink when you know you come out to your family." Um, you know, which in a weird way is like celebratory, but also Alex takes it as flirt drinking. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it's a lot of flirt drinking in this episode. Lots. Um. So we find out Monel still needs a job, allegedly. Mm. Hey, you know, and he found something doing stuff. It's all shady about it. Super shady. Mm. He's not. Well, Monel is not subtle across the board. No. No. Not at all. It's what I like about him. Um, you might say he's shady as L. Mm, sure. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. Like shady as hell. But- Oh, uh, shady as L. I took it as Cause just because his name. Let's move on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kari gets immediately drunk off of that drink, which which he was too. He like, oh, he was tipsy super, too. So yeah. So clearly, this is something that uh, yeah, like they said, humans humans can't handle that honey honey carbonated honey liquid. Mm. I, I wish I knew what that was too. So many questions. So many um, questions. It's what happens when I talk about an episode immediately after it airs. <laughs> um, so she gets drunk. They both played drunk well. Playing drunk is not easy. Yeah, because you have to look it as much as as much as move with it. I mean, and she plays it. It's certainly heightened for for the comedy. Oh, for sure. Um, and so, but we've never seen car drunk before. No. So who knows? But but Chris Wood had this great like he made a great face where he was able to like lower his eyelids and kind of stare off into the distance and I'm looking at you, but I'm not really looking at you, drunk face. It was really good. It I was, was really, really impressed with it. Um but she makes the deal with him. She's like, you know, if I drink this, I'll train you. Right. And he's okay. He's like, all right. And she does, and it's great. And fantastic, and they keep their end of the bargain. Yeah, um, Maggie encourages Alex to come out to her family. Alex is struggling with all of this because she she's like, "I'm almost thirty. Like, this is maybe not something I should be struggling with mm. at this point in time." But I am. Yeah, and she doesn't know how to cope with these feelings. Discuss. So, yeah, it was. Uh, so we found out Alex's age, incidentally. Uh, by the by. Almost 30. Um, almost 30. Exact age. Well, you'd think she's probably 29. Um, but it was, um, it was, 
you know, the, the, that's what I would expect somebody in her position going through what she's going through, um, to be thinking about. Like, oh, I need to have my life together. Like, I can't believe that I'm, and, and, and it's, it's not just the transitional phase that she's going through, but it's also the loneliness that she, that she feels of, of just like, I, I hoped I would have this, this part of my life figured out by now. I, right. You know, she, everyone, everyone, I think, I think goes through that at, at a certain, a certain point in their life. And for her, it's, it's at this point in her life. So, that really rang true for me. It seems like something that I know I, you know, I went through at a certain point in my life and, and I know many others do too. So that was just like really good writing because of how relatable it was. Mm-hmm. And I of course, agree. Kyler, Kyler, uh, sells it, s- sold it completely. Yeah. 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 Yep. Very good. Um, I was going to make a Jeff Goldblum Jurassic Park reference but i was gonna hit the equipment by doing it so i had to stop myself so now i'm just explaining it to what you what was the instead. reference it was um uh when they're at the dinner table in jurassic park when they're the sea bass arrives and nobody wants to eat it sure because they just watch the velociraptors eat the cows yep um and they're like that's way better um no <laughs> than the uh, sea bass beef. um but then but jeff Rowe goes so he's selling it and he's selling it and he's selling <laughs> that's the first thing that came out of my head <laughs> Nice. But I didn't want to hit the table. It just ruined <laughs> everything that we've done so far. <laughs> so we go to the DEO. <laughs> for... <laughs> um so we go to the D- we go to the DEO for some exposition. You know, this this setup. And Sean is like, Supergirl and I will Okay, she's still drunk. Alex and I will take the jet, <laughs> you know. And they magically just get to the Arctic real the fast. The jet is the, the fastest jet in the world. Maybe it was Wonder Woman's jet. Maybe it was, or maybe not. Maybe it was. I said Arctic. It wasn't the Arctic. It was. It was F- Finland, Norway, Norway. Wow, way to get your some Scandinavian countries right, because mm. one of those is not in Scandinavia. Yeah, you're right. Um, so they get there real fast. They pick him up. They get back home real fast. All the, same night. Same night. Um, also, Kara and the DEO in Kara outfit, not Supergirl. You're right. Nobody cares. Again, like if like this, like the second or third time, and and it's just like it's it's cool. This girl, it is no. This girl's just it's, here now. It's fine. Well, I mean, maybe nobody notices because James walks right in again it's too. It's true. And they're just like, uh, Sean doesn't seem to care. Mm-hmm. Oh well. Nope. Doesn't Whatever. matter. That's cool. They're friends now, I guess. Okay. Um. So we get. Dr. Rudy Jones has survived this. Dr. Jones. Every time they said Dr. Every Jones. Every time. Every And I'm okay with it. It was just every time. Rudy Jones traditionally is. Blue collar. Blue collar worker. Right. He's, he's, not, like, a, he's, he's not a doctor. No. He's usually. Uh, his first appearance was a janitor. Mm-hmm. He's been a like a factory worker. You know, like a, he's he's done these these blue collar jobs before. But this is a really interesting parallel that. And you caught on to this way earlier than I did. I, I caught on to it as they laid it out more. But um, the parallel of the. He's a climate change scientist. He's, he's studying climate change. And they're drawing parallels between the way humanity is a parasite on nature and his being a he parasite, is a parasite on, on, humanity. on humanity or on any living thing. Right. Apparently. Living organisms mm-hmm. that are not plants. Right. Okie dokie. Did I find that? Did I call that earlier than the show laid it out? I don't remember. Um, they had only like mentioned that he worked in climate change and he said, he said parasite. Oh, and I and, was like, you were like, this is the thing. Yeah. This is where they're going with this. And you were like, what? I'm sorry. I'm tweeting. What? <laughs> yeah. Someone's got a live tweet, Tim. Yep. And while I'm writing notes, yeah. we know it's not me. We've both got our jobs. Yep. 
Um, so they're back at the DEO for observation. Uh, but he's like, um, you'll find me at National City University. I got stuff to do. Um, and the slug crawls out of his mouth. The parasite crawls out of his mouth and then into his ear. Why? Does it like wrap around his brainstem? Does it, but does it just hitch a ride in his mouth? Because he already drained people in the Arctic. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it's so the audience knows that the parasite of is in him. Yes, that's really you know, But what is the parasite's motivation? <laughs> I don't know. We should call the parasite. <laughs> Maybe I will. <laughs> Maybe I will. Um, Excuse me, CG parasite. What was your motivation? See, I also like wrote in my notes, I said, it looks like a leech parasite. Get it? Because mm. it's leeching off of him. Exactly. Also, it the parasite's mouth looks like a uh, lamprey fish. Do you know what that, do you know what that is? Mm, no. They're like, they kind of look like leeches, um, like a slug or whatever else, okay. but they have like rings upon rings of uh, sharp teeth inside. Okay. And that's what it reminded, almost like, it's like a sarlacc pit. Yeah, that's what I thought of. But of, <laughs> but of a, a real thing. Of re- a real yeah. thing. Okay. Um, that, that's my mind went to the sarlacc pit. That's what it reminded me of. Um, we get Monel and Kara's training sesh, which was super cool. I loved the use of super speed. That was great. In this. It w- because it's re- whenever you see somebody super speed, whether it's on Supergirl or the Flash or whatever or Legends, um, nobody super speeds on Arrow. Um, <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, they're always going great distances, or mm-hmm. at least you know, like a dozen feet or more right, or right. whatever. But she is. She's not. She's her feet are planted, mm-hmm. and she's. Zooming yeah. around him, which I don't think we've actually seen on the show before. Not really. She's kind of ducking, and maybe she moves like two or three feet at most, but she's just kind of moving around. My favorite was when he tries to attack her from behind, and she just she just floats up faster than he can. Oh, faster yeah. than he can. Uh, I like that. I liked her. the wall flip personally. But that was because oh, that was epic. because she's doing it for the pure pure purpose of doing it. Yeah, because she's proved that she can just zip out of the way. She does it because she's like she's following the style. Yeah. Oh, very good. Mm. Um. Props to you and people who understood that reference. Hmm, thank you. Toy Story. <laughs> anyway, subtle. Yeah. <laughs> um, Monel doubts he doubts he wants to help people, hmm. which is an absolutely like, which is absolutely in character for him. Mm-hmm. He is a self. He is a, he is a selfish being. Whether that's all Daxamites or that's just Monel, Kara would say it's all Daxamites. Maybe it's just he's just a walking Daxamite stereotype. Maybe, maybe, but it's clear that he's, you know, she's like, well, you should be using, you should know how to fight in case, in case you decide to use your powers for good. And he's like, what if that's not me? She's like, no, but it will be. It's fine. It's going to be you. Don't worry about it. Um, and he's pretty clearly being like, uh, I don't want to though. Well, she, it's funny because she doesn't listen to him the way that she very much listens to Alex, mm. in, you know, by the end of this episode where she fully opens herself up to Alex as Alex opens herself up totally. to her, whereas she just doesn't have any, hear anything Monel no. has to say. No. Yeah. Uh, she, she really, well, could, and it's, and we, we get to this later, but it's because she believes in him. It's right. She's not listening to him because she believes in better for him. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, Alex and Kara go for a quote, stroll mm. um in which alex this is a very one of many pivotal scenes in this episode there are a lot of them i was wondering why i took so many notes on this episode and i think it's a lot a lot of it has to do with a lot of it has to do with these scenes with yeah with alex and Kara and 
yeah, and everything else. So we'll look at this from. I want to look at this from two two ways. One, I want to look at from Alex's perspective, and I want to look at from Kara's perspective. So let's start with Alex. How is Alex feeling? She's in this scene. Yeah. She's scared. She's scared and nervous and and worried about you know Kara judging her or or, or not not accepting her. Um, but she's also being really brave to 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 get it off her chest to say like I I need to tell you this some things I've discovered about myself and she even does some more introspection when she talks about the sleepovers with her friend when she was a kid. Um, so she's she's scared, but but she's overcoming that fear with 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 you know incredible bravery and um she's extremely vulnerable and hoping that her sister will understand and be supportive mm. which which she ultimately is i want to go back to something you said about the introspection so last week or the week before i we talked about listening styles do you remember mm. that yeah and i talked about how sometimes you active listening is not necessarily about saying anything but right, just right. about being there and this is this is the the same thing happened in this moment where even though alex is like i'm telling you this thing and Kari does respond in some ways alex's bigger revelation to herself comes from speaking to Kara, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but not with Kara prompting her to delve deeper. It's that same yeah. it's that thing over again. That's yeah. part of their relationship. Whereas Alex, because Kara did not create an environment maybe before in which Alex shared her feelings the way that Kara shared hers. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. Alex kind of almost vomits it out yeah. at her. She word vomits it out. The difference here though, is that in the past, uh, Alex may have been, you know, learning things about herself in in the stories she told Kara to help Kara, mm-hmm. but this this moment is all about Alex. This is Alex coming to her sister in a time of need, and yes, a similar thing happens where she just starts talking and talking and and learns uh, learns things about herself as she's kind of thinking out loud. But it's it's different because this is she is she is the one coming to her sister in a time of need rather than helping her sister in right. her time of need. Very good. Um, I want to talk about the music in here for a second. Okay. So it's a musical scene um, with the stroll, with even with the revelation. It's it's a musical scene, um, or the the um, or Alex telling her that that she's gay. The music doesn't cue in until Alex starts delving deeper into herself, and mm. Kara's not saying anything anymore. Mm. So now we're we're watching it from an outside, like we're. We're watching this from an outsider's perspective, right? You're just watching the scene unfold. You're not part of it with them. But when she starts to discover herself, the music is now like inviting the nice. audience into into that emotional understanding with Alex. Nice catch. I didn't pick up on that. I was I was so in the dialogue. Good catch. I love that. Thank you. And then Alex leaves. That's <laughs> my the literal next note. <laughs> I have all of that. Alex leaves. I get a stage left. Um not pursued by bear. It's correct. It's kind of, I think I make it every time you say stage left. That's how often do I say stage left? You've said it before, okay. and I've said it at you. <laughs> A winter's tale. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Um, Shakespeare. Um, not for you, for somebody. Um, English teacher. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I can't help who I am. Like Alex can't. It's, you know. Um, Nor should you. Look at that scene from Kara's perspective now. Okay. So yeah. that's Alex. How is Kara feeling about it? I, that's, in, that's interesting. That's an interesting twist on it. 
Um, cause it's not really about how Kara feels, but I, but I guess it is Kara's show at the same time. Um, it, it seems like she is hesitant at first, right? At least that my, my read on it was she was sort of, she was sort of hesitant. Me too. Even though we talked about a couple of weeks ago, we talked about how she might have been like sly to it. Like she might have known something. Yeah. But she did. It, it seemed to be a surprise to her. Or maybe she forgot that she was onto something. <laughs> maybe. Um, or, you know, you, maybe you, you catch these glimpses of, of, of things, but you kind of set them aside, right? So it could right. be that she, she saw these things happen, but didn't really connect the dots. So she's connecting the dots for the first time and she definitely seems surprised. She seems in a little bit of shock, but, but not necessarily in a bad way, just in a quiet way. Mm-hmm. Um, and she doesn't say a whole lot. She doesn't say a whole lot. And she's, she's definitely at first not being super, not making it super easy on her sister, which is sort of like, what are you saying? I don't understand. What does that mean? You have feelings. Like, like, wait, do you mean, you mean these kind of feelings? Like, yes, of course she means those kind of feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess at the same time, if you don't see someone, you know, you, th- you it's your sister, it's your sister who she thinks she knows better than anybody. So to, to not know such a huge piece, right, of, of her sister's story, I guess is, is shocking for her. So I'm sympathetic to that, I guess. Good. Good. I'm glad we had this talk. I'm glad. All right. Um, so Dr. Jones is analyzing his own blood. Um, for some reason, he's decided not to tell anybody that this parasite is inside of him. That's because the inhibitor chip broke. Wait. Very, uh, nope. 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 Wrong movie? Wrong movie. Eh? What? No. Nope. nope. The uh, the alien symbiote is taking over. Spider-Man. I got it. Thanks. Got it. Okay, great. Thanks. Um. So... Well, I mean, they even he even starts to you know like we feel this way. He starts referring to himself in the plural, and so it's it's both of them. The parasite is it's a it's more of a symbiote than a parasite, I guess, because a parasite like sucks something from you, like it drains you personally. But this parasite, like it doesn't actually do anything detrimental to him. Like he can absorb power. And he feels better, but he doesn't actually need to, as right. per Parasite yeah. usually. Like, he's right, not right. like, I feel weak and destructive and whatever else. Right. We didn't see him, like, shrivel up and need to feed to stay alive. It right. was more, he was drunk on the power and he, he wanted to. He wanted more yeah. of it. Yeah. But, and, it's and not a need, but it's not a need to survive. Right. Which would have been an interesting parallel because we're talking about, like, humans drain earth's resources for the need to survive Mm. so i'm curious as to the reasoning why parasite doesn't drain the for the need to survive well i would think that the the parasite inside of him needs to do that to live but we're not told that but we're not we're not shown that explicitly we're not told that explicitly but like the host right right rudy could still live but the parasite couldn't unless it was feeding off of right because otherwise what's the point of draining right ah very good okay we we did it Excellent. Um, so his boss comes in and he's like, you're fired um, for reasons. Not the first time I've mm-hmm. done this. And he's all like, LOL, your dinner. Yep. Boom. <laughs> Chose the wrong scientist to fire this week. <laughs> yeah. If you just waited a week, it probably would have been okay. Mm. Um, so, so I really liked this edit, which sometimes I notice them, sometimes I don't. But as... Um, his hand reached out for his boss as um Jones's hand reached out for his boss. Wynn's hands reached out to point at the computer. Yes, I it noticed. Was such a good edit, great edit. I love stuff like that. Um, um, so Wynn sees the security tape and they're like, "Oh no!" 
Dr. Jones, he's the problem. Let's go to National City University. University. Um, and, it belongs in a museum. Sorry. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, and um, um, he drains Supergirl's powers. Um, humans are parasites to parasite. Good twist. Mm. Page flip. <laughs> Page two. Little Paul Harvey for you. Um, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Ice Age alien parasite. Okay. Parasitius yep. alienus. <laughs> that was super funny. Yeah. In, in, what do you say in uh, Wiley E. Coyote speak? Yeah. Yeah. Just alien parasite, guys. I'm trying to be fun here. <laughs> I'm win. <laughs> I love, uh, the Wiley E. Coyote reference because it's a Warner Brothers show and they can get away with that. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. It's like get away with. Oh, they, yeah, I know what you mean. It. You know what I mean. Get away with sounds like Wiley Coyote getting away with something. <laughs> right, fair, yeah, fair. you know what I meant. Um, James shows up twenty five minutes into the episode, yeah, halfway through. Um, this goes back, I think, to we didn't see a lot of him to hammer home the idea, maybe that he needs to be part of the show mm-hmm. this way mm-hmm. to survive, sure. right? For from a character's point of view and from a television's point of view, right? Um, so I liked that that trend kind of continued even in this episode, like pretty much right up until the point where he's like, "I'm gonna put on a costume and fight crime." We don't get a lot of we don't get a lot of him. What right. Are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, um, I think that his absence is there to to highlight like his what he's feeling like he feels like he doesn't have a place and he's not contributing and maybe one of the ways that they illustrate that is by literally not having him contribute to the story you know he's right exactly his, his absence is is meant to make you feel the reality of what he's talking about because what mm-hmm. else are they going to do like show him like moping around his office right like, and i'm and lonely i'm lonely and it's like you're a beautiful person you don't have to be lonely right, right. get yeah. out there um so so yeah um i i like that the way that they're using sort of the absence of James here to evoke the emotion that he's that he's feeling. You're absolutely right. Um, so James is upset. He's like, Carl was almost killed. Here, it's me. I'm in the DEO. It's me. I'm here because of Kara, obviously. <laughs> and Wynn's like, yep, yep. Come with me, my photojournalist friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. Anonymous sources sometimes tell you when things are happening. Anyway, let's go in this room. Yep. And while they do that, uh, Kara kind of pushes Alex away. She's like, I'm going to go home. And she's like, oh, I'll go with you. No. Mm. I like that the episode plays it like Kara is like, I'm not okay with who you are. Because mm-hmm. it, it would be extremely hypocritical. Right. Um, considering Alex's relationship and Kara's origins. Mm. Um, mm. Mm. But, um, but I, I like that there's tension there that way to lead to more heart of the show moments. Which we'll get to. Yeah. Um, so I really like that Wynn lays down the law with James. We don't see a lot of that. You never see him standing up for anything. Well, in, hardly anything. Including himself most of the time. Right. But he was really like, listen, the thing is not ready. I am the guy who knows. You will never You will never meet anybody, basically anyone as smart as I am who knows as much as I do. This thing is not ready. If I put you in this before it's ready, you will die. You cannot wear this. End of discussion. Goodbye. Yep. And and James listens. He trusts him. He does. And he we've seen does. how big he is. Yeah, we have. And Wynn still stands up to him. Right. 
some, some gumption. Yeah. Um, I think it just, wind has come a long way and maybe we take that for granted. Um, from the season one, I mean, he's come a long way. I think we take that because pretty much every episode of this, of this season so far, it's very, it, you know, he's the comic relief. Yeah. Um, and so it's nice to give him this moment. Exactly. Um, because it's growth for him too. Yeah. As, um, as much as it is for James, it's as much changing for both of them. There you go. Great. Um, Kara is sorry she didn't create. We talked about this. She didn't create an environment, right, for Alex for to, Alex to open up, which is something is interesting. That you have to be, you do have to be conscious of when you with your siblings or your friends or whatever that you you might even unconsciously be the friend or the sibling that complains about everything, mm-hmm. or it's not even complaining. It's just like t- I'm going to tell you my whole day or everything that's fun's happened to me, and never once be like. What's new with you? What was your day like? What yeah. happened with you? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And Kara's problems always tend to be so monumentally, monument, help me out. Monumentally? Thank you. Yeah. Huger. Yeah. Um, that they're literally earth shattering problems. Right. Quite literally, the mm-hmm. earth is shattering. Mm-hmm. We have to stop it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kara's planet actually shattered. Right. Oh, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very good. Um, so you can understand where that has fallen by the wayside accidentally. Um, but I like that she very smartly from the beginning says, Nope, it's on me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't think this is how I feel. Yeah. Cause that would be hypocritical. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, I also like that. She's like, I'm not comparing the two. I, cause, cause it's an easy parallel to make. Like I'm an alien. You're a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And that would be, that's a, way rocky road to yeah, go down it's, it's not the same thing at all but it was she's trying to relate right she's saying here's my way into relating to your experience right i know it's not the same right but it's what i've got but at the core they're both united by this uh, secret isn't even the right word but it's like you know what i mean like she alex was dealing with this secret within herself first and and Kara has has to deal with it within society um, and so it was like where she came out as Supergirl and Alex is coming out mm-hmm. with her own sexual identity. And that's, how, that's Kara's road in. And they, they both, while they have each other, they both feel isolated and lonely because right. they're, they're the only one that they know who's going through that right now. Right. right. But, but, but they have each other. Right. Well, when we talked to Larry, he said, you know, this was changing, you know, yep. the, but, the theme. but, 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 but loneliness is also the theme it's another theme that you could read here because you totally. know like she's only um James is lonely that's the whole reason he, it's not the whole reason but it's a really it's big a reason, reason why he puts on that guardian costume yeah. and arguably why Wynn even helps him mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. um but then at the at the end there's Jean and Magan you know where he asks her to stay you know, and all that stuff. There's a there's loneliness throughout all of them, even though they have each other and they're with each other almost all the time, mm-hmm. except James. Now more than ever, yeah. Um, but uh, there's a there is a real loneliness to all of them. They have and Monel. I I didn't say yeah. Monel, but yeah. but but him as well. If there's a lesson to be learned here, it's that it's okay. It's okay to feel lonely, even when you're. It's all right to cry. Crying gets the sad out of you. Mm-hmm. It's all right 
to cry. I have no idea what this song is. It might make you feel better. I don't I don't know what that is. There was a thing in the 70s called Free to Be, You and Me. Oh, okay. Um, the, uh, Sesame Street-esque. Type of thing, okay. Ty- type of thing. It's very of its time. Uh-huh. Very good. I used to watch it when I was a kid, but there's the song in there that's called It's All Right to Cry. Gotcha. And it's on YouTube. You got to watch it. It is fabulous this was a very obscure tangent and i appreciate it you're welcome thank you maybe somebody in that we have a lot of listeners there's gotta be somebody who somebody, has also seen this somebody please email us if you've seen it yeah real tv talk at gmail.com um but i think it they're trying to get it's okay to feel lonely even when you are surrounded by people who who love you and want to be there for you and you need to count on them but it is all right to have those feelings those feelings are still valid and it's it's okay to feel that way even when even when everyone around you is is being great right um and so after this is the real like return of the heart of the show right we talked about this with Larry a little mm-hmm, bit where mm-hmm. like some listeners have felt like it's been absent this mm-hmm. season we haven't had this resonance yet but you know it's been it's been missing so it feels so gratifying in this moment. Exactly. Like, we did it. We made it. We we feel we feel their emotional relief because we're because we're missing it too, that absence right. um that you were talking about mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's the same idea. Um so then we end with the I'll go get the alien, you go get the girl. It was a good line. I liked that. <laughs> that was a great line. Um and then Kara goes and and finds the you know, going to look for that alien and she's got her hair up like in a sloppy bun and everything, mm-hmm. and she lands and her hair is perfect and curly and gorgeous and amazing. I think she it looks great so both much, ways. She must have spent so much time doing her hair before she was like, Okay, but first let me let me get ready. You know, I gotta get decent before I go save anybody. I mean, come on. I think the banana curls come from Yeah, they're banana curls, I mm. know what they're called. Mm-hmm. Um points for you. Yeah, thanks. In what category? Um, I didn't specify. Okay. Just yeah. awesome points. Just awesome points. Got it. Um, not lame points. Thought they were good. I have two categories. Lame points and awesome points. Thought they were going to be lame points. You don't want to know the answer. Keep going. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> um, I think the I think they come when she's super speeding. I think that's part of her unknown power <laughs> set. You know, I will take that. I yeah. will take that head cannon and I will add it to my own. She can she can speed out in a I sweater and a in a bu- messy bun and show up in a uniform with banana curls because that's a super speed power. All right, I'm it good. happens. I'm good. I'm, um, I'm good with that. Yep. Um, turns out that alien is Monel. Turns out. Yep. Where he's beating up a poor, defenseless blue alien in a business suit because he doesn't pay his debts. <sighs> Brian. Brian. Poor Brian. Um, Monel is a. Mob enforcer. He's working for an alien bookie. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's working for. It's good, excellent, it's so good. funny. No wonder he was being shady about his job. Um, yeah, I mean, I would be shady about my job if somebody was like, "What do you do for a living?" I beat up people who don't turn in money. I mean, don't I worry work for about the IRS. No, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> JK, sort of. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. Um, please don't audit me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I like I like their confrontation because he is absolutely right. Oh, interesting. Not that I n- nobody is selfless. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, okay. In that, you know that what I mean? Okay. Sure. And that, sure. Like she is certainly putting herself out on the line to help people and all that stuff. 
but I, but she does like the attention. Yeah. No, sure, sure, sure. Yes, you know, yes. she spent her whole life, not her whole life, but her whole life on Earth kind of being shunned and ignored and in the corner and meek and whatever else. And I think she, she does like the attention. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think maybe not. he's not 100% right. Like, he's misreading it. Um, but there's a grain of truth in that she does like the attention and she does. She likes not, the gratification of saving people. It's not purely selfless. Right. It, there is an element of of – uh, fulfillment in it for her in, in, a, in a somewhat selfish way. So yeah, he's he's right about that. But but I think he's taking it to the wrong conclusion, which is like, what? It's totally fine for me to use this like to commit crime. Like, no, that doesn't right. Mean which he okay. is totally Just you have powers. Right. right. He's wrong about that. Right. But, but yeah. yeah. But do you agree that it's wrong for him to use his powers to make to make a living? Jean uses his powers no. to make a living. No, I don't think it's wrong to use his powers to make a living. But it's wrong to to do it through crime. Yes, because crime is wrong but yes. that's yeah if it were just like it's definitive statement of the night right crime, crime is, is wrong. wrong if you would get one you have one lesson kids yeah crime well, is wrong. you should really work in marketing mm, with that maybe with that should. brain mm. yeah <laughs> um jean okay i got it i'm good now jean and supergirl go to confront dr jones um he you call him dr jones doll sorry Stop. I've got a ton of quotes. Stop. <laughs> I've got a million of them. Stop. Um, it's my least favorite indie movie, too. I know. Does that include Crystal Skull? Yes. I like Crystal Skull better than Temple of Two. Wow. Yeah. The yeah. Guardian Gauntlet has been thrown. Yeah. I'm going to get so many emails now. Let's keep going. Let's keep wow. this train going. Anyway, um, I don't want to talk about this. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, um, we can grab a drink at Club Obi-Wan later on. Oh, no, stop. <laughs> no. Um, 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 Parasite grabs both Supergirl and Jean at the same time. He transforms into a giant purple monster. As Wynn put it later, a purple people eater. He purple, um, uh, no, he also calls him Grimace. 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 That was, what, <laughs> Grimace that one was, was my great. favorite. That was yeah. Good. Um, so what did you think of, what did you think of his, uh, design? Um, it was very, it was very consistent. I feel like with the other like monsters we've seen, like King Shark on the yeah. Flash, and like very gory. Uh, even the monster we saw on the Flash yep. uh, a couple weeks mm-hmm. ago, um, it was very, very consistent. There's a uniformity that. to those looks. Absolutely, you can tell that it's from the same design. Yep, uh, how they design the texture of them, how they look in different um, uh, lighting different lights. Yeah, because there's the the four episode crossover commercial. You saw the. Um, you saw the aliens in that too, and they have that. It's they have different looks. King Shark does not look like Parasite. No, no, no. But just, they have a similar yeah. texture. They have like the veiny mm-hmm. kind of wet skin looking. Yep. Like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, I it's, love it. It's creepy. It's it's creepy. They all look super creepy. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, I would. Oh, Parasite. Ooh, that's a lot of teeth. A lot of teeth. So many Russian doll teeth. Um. I didn't know how else to describe it in my notes. That was like, a I, that's great ri- way. It's yeah. That's like, I was just like, why do I? What do I call that? It's that, that was br- brilliantly Russian, done. His Russian, teeth all the way down. Russian doll. Okay. Um, he is mutated this way because maybe there's too many alien DNAs in the system. I like that too. I because the um parasite in parasite in the comics. There's been a, a couple of them. Um, just to go back, this is the second parasite, um, 
Rudy Jones um, is the second parasite. Um, but uh, arguably the most famous one, too. Um, mm-hmm. But he um, – usually it's like a – it's a goop of some kind, yeah. like a like a chemical plant goop, mm-hmm. and I really like the this alien twist. I like it too, and so I, like I really too. like the reason why he looks like a giant purple people eater. Right, because normally the name parasite is just the name he's given, right? Because right. he acts like a parasite. He right. feeds this off. Is, of, yeah. So actually, having his oh, name is a description. Right. Yeah. Right. But having an actual parasite be in him and fueling that mm-hmm. is it's never been done with this character before, nope. right, to my knowledge. It has not. And I love it. It makes so much sense. It makes all the sense in the world. It's it's I, it's brilliant. It's mm-hmm. simple but brilliant. So obvious you overlook it. Yep. You know. I agree. Brilliant. Um, you know, we talked about the comics. We talked about his his comic book origin, and uh, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't give a quick Firestorm thanks. Volume Two. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay, Firestorm is two people who combine into one person yes. to create Firestorm. You yes. can see them on. Legends Correct. of Tomorrow. Yes. Very good. Um, the Rudy Jones, his his first appearance is actually in Firestorm. Oh, it's in Firestorm. It's oh. Not, yeah. it's not, so he's not a Superman uh, character. The original Parasite is a Superman. Oh, okay. But uh, Rudy. But Rudy is a. Oh. Yep. Interesting. Firestorm Volume 2, number 58. Awesome. Good comic knowledge drop right there. Um, I, uh, one of a, a great appearance that. Um, that I had forgotten about until we, we did a little bit of, of research earlier tonight was he was actually in the Superman Earth One Volume Two trade paperback. Uh, the the J. Michael Shazinsky uh, and Shane Davis um, team up, which was it's a really interesting you know alternate take on Superman. But um, Parasite is in the Volume Two. I think we recommended Earth One a while back. We did, um, but Volume Two is, is definitely worth picking well, up. We too. at least talked about it. We at least talked about it. Yeah, and you can you can pick it up at InStockTrades.com. And, uh, and don't forget about DCBService.com as well. Both of those, those sites, uh, sister sites make this show possible, uh, each week. And we're, we're so glad to have them back. Um, by going to in-stock trades, you'll save 42%, if not more, uh, sometimes as much as 70% uh, on, on trades, hardcovers, all your collected editions, uh, whether it's, you know, the, the big absolute editions or, or just a simple, simple trade paperback. Uh, and, and you can get it delivered right to your door. Same DCB service. You can get your weekly comic book fix delivered right to your front step uh, and uh, with, with the convenience of, of never having to leave home and save a bundle while you're doing it. Uh, so Superman Earth One Volume Two um, is uh, this is a it's a really solid it's a really solid story. There've been three volumes so far, and uh, it's a really solid story. And the the parasite comes into comes into play here. Uh, the uh, the insatiable hunger uh, is something that he has in common there. This book. Um, is you know critically acclaimed. Um, it's a New York Times bestseller. Uh, it is normally going to run you fifteen bucks, which would be pretty reasonable, honestly, in in, in and of itself. Um, but at In Stock Trades, it's eight dollars and sixty nine cents, less than nine bucks uh, for a New York Times bestselling graphic novel by J. Michael Straczynski, one of you know one of the the great. TV and, and comics writers. So check it out in stocktrades.com or dcbservice.com. Um, DCB as in discount comic book service.com. And if you like digital comics, as you know, Tim and I do, uh, you can go to dcbservice.com, go through their portal and get your comicsology or my digital comics fix and get 5% back on all your digital purchases. So, uh, kind of keep the, keep the, the fun train of comics 
running by saving money on all your purchases. So thanks so much, InStockTrades.com and DCBService.com. All right. That was well said. So James is going to get the Guardian suit from Wynn. Right. And Wynn asks him a very pointed question. If you do this, the James Olsen, as you know, will no longer exist. Mm -hmm. Are are you sure you want to do this? This will be the end of James Olsen. It was really good. I liked that. And I really liked James's response with, I've been ready to do this since I found out the truth about Clark Kent. Interesting way to say it. Not the truth about Superman. The truth Truth about about Clark Clark Kent. Kent. My friend Clark Kent, Mm -hmm. not my friend Superman. I liked that. I love that. I love that. And it's it's the way it should be, right? He's friends with Clark first, and and finds out he's Superman. Mm-hmm. And in a similar way, he's he's Jimmy, he's James Olsen, and he's finding a hero in himself. That's right. I need a hero. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, this is all happening because Kara and Jean are down for the count mm-hmm. because of Parasite. Mm-hmm. They've been drained, and so. Jean's lost a lot of blood, so Alex goes to the alien bar to get Magan um, to see, so she, they can do a blood transfusion. Monel is there, and Alex is like, "You thirsty?" And he's like, "Not really, but I find it's the best way to get drunk." Um, <laughs> Great line. It's good. Maybe we need Monel quotes of the week. That's Maybe. really what's been missing. Um, and so um, I liked his line. Also, why don't you go believe in somebody else? Yeah, you know, he's really really struggling with this like god why do people believe in me to right, do right. things so much pressure he has so much senioritis it's so true my like, god that's a great way of putting it he's so just true. like he's so apathetic and he just doesn't know what how to handle people wanting good things for him mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah he doesn't want to live up to their expectations well too bad um magan is i like that magan at the bar it's like, Jean needs help? No problem. I'm there. And then when she gets there, she's like, who the hell do do? Listen, I didn't sign up for this. I thought you would need like, to like, tie his shoe or, <laughs> you know, hold his hand. Hold his hand. Ooh, I don't know. But yeah. I'd loan him some money, but this... But she's very cautious to give him blood because she's a white Martian. And it seems from a more of a cultural thing than... It seems, it seems like it. I can't help but wonder if she has some inkling that this might not like, okay, I know that he, he this won't kill him. This will keep him alive, but there might be unexpected consequences here. Sure. But ultimately, eh, keeping him alive is more important. So, all right, let's do it, even though I know he wouldn't be happy about it. Yeah, that's right. But it does, you're right, a culture thing, an honor thing or something like that. It could go, yeah, because she apologizes to him mm-hmm, in Martian. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like while he's passed out, right? Like you know, under her breath, almost. We will. No will. She said it. She's off the hook. That's right. Um, Monel has a heroic moment. He goes to confront the parasite in his classic Monel colors of blue and red. Mm-hmm. You know those colors that nobody else wears. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody, else. nobody yep. in the Superman family wears those colors. No. Mm-mm. Um. I like it. His is reversed. He wears a red suit with a blue cape. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's got. You know what his look totally was? I'm surprised you didn't turn to me and say it. He has the he has the Smallville Clark Kent look. Mm-hmm. He's got his red shirt with his blue like mm-hmm. fall jacket. Oh yeah, with navy blue fall jacket. He's like, oh yeah, yeah that's me, Clark Kent. Oh, oh I no. tweeted it while we were oh, watching. Did you? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Are you searching for it right now? Yep. 
Yep. There it is. Yep. That's the one. Yep. Yep. Very mm-hmm. good. All right. Who wore it better? Clark Kenner Monell. Monell. I don't just, know. I'm just saying. Tom Welling is. Mad. Tom Welling is still a handsome. I didn't say he, handsome, I, handsome I, I didn't say he wasn't. Just saying. Um. Uh, now I lost my place because you were talking about that. Um. <laughs> You brought it up. <laughs> oh, yeah. So the Guardian debuts, debuts. He comes out of the fog, just like classic so hero. Cool. Like, who are you? A Guardian. Guardian. Guardian here. Yes. A friend. Well, that you comes need later. a better superhero yeah. name. <laughs> yeah. The Guardian. He's He gets the rare, because he owns a media company. Right. He gets the rare opportunity of naming himself yep. and making sure it sticks. And he names himself after another media company. How awesome. Oh, hey oh. Yeah. The Guardian.co. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> UK. Yep. Very nice. Um and so we talked about the Guardian suit and we were like, mm, it's usually it's usually blue and gold. Right, right. It's usually this wonder how it's gonna move, how this it looks great on screen. I think I, I think he's not necessarily joining the super team, you know what I mean? or even just yet, he's not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think it fits maybe the style of a darker vigilante. I feel like he looks like something right out of Arrow. He does look like something out of Arrow. He and would not fit just right into that that style. Yeah, I mean, it just it, he looks like a character, like like part of the new squad from Arrow or sure. something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, um, you know, I wasn't sure. Exactly how I felt about this uh, when I when we first heard that he was going to be the guardian, but so far I kind of like it. I I really like yeah. it. I really liked it when his like shield popped out of his so arm. Cool, and it like there was like a kinetic interference. So it's, it's kind of like Captain America's shield, where it, like it absorbs the yeah, it absorbs um, energy, so it could be deflected back. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. I that liked was very that. cool. Um, vibranium. It was great. And he got, uh, he got grimace. Um, we <laughs> talked about this with Larry, but there was the action comics number one shot with so Monel, awesome. which was great. It was a really, really tight shot. It was and, so good. And it sounds from what Larry said, they worked really hard on it. So yeah, it, it paid off. Tell. It looked awesome. Even looked the way awesome. that like he, the car jutted, like I almost got it. No, it's mm-hmm. back. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're good. Okay. Beautiful. I liked also that that girl tried to catch the car. Yes, she was just standing there, and it looked like she was gonna like. Well, that's almost like and- the model. If Supergirl is the hero of the city, mm-hmm. Supergirl can catch a car, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, unless it's going into space. Then <laughs> sure, she just, just lets that cop go. car go into space. Yeah. That's it. Bye bye. Um, but um, so that's like what the girl is modeling herself after. Sure. It kind of reminded me of that scene in Iron Man Two where all the the robots are attacking the the fair and the little kid wearing the iron man helmet holds out his hand oh, yeah. and then and then iron man flops down and um and repulsor raises him um mm-hmm. him back is you know good going kid you know it kind of reminded me of that little kids like seeing their heroes and wanting to emulate them and right exactly yeah, yeah. it's very good very um, cool um Mono was wearing traditional colors. I already got that. Ha ha ha. So Kara is like, I'm good. I'm back. I'm Kara. I'm Supergirl. This is still my show. Get out of here, all yeah. of you. Um, so she grabs some isotopes, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what she grabs? Yeah. Um, she grabs some isotopes from a nuclear power plant and she's like, 
Yo, come take my hands. Mm. They're not blue and glowy for no reason. So, kidoki. It's fine. Come here. Yeah. I have urinal cakes <laughs> that are glowing. Basically. Yeah. Yeah, and it overpowers him. He can't he can't handle it and and uh poof. It's smart. It's smart. It's, it was real smart it was because risky, but smart. Yeah, because just punching him not going to do it. Not going to do it. You know what I really wanted to see, which was kind of like I know it wasn't going to happen. It's just in my brain. Okay. The Superman animated series from Kids WB yep. when we were growing up from the 90s. Yep. Superman had different suits for doing different things. Yes, I know. You know what, what I mean? Going. Because to sell toys. Of course. But um, he had the radiation suit yes. that he would wear whenever he would face Parasite or there'd be Kryptonite or whatever. Right. And right. I kind of wanted her to show up in uh, like a super hazmat suit. That would have been really funny as a callback to the animated series. Yeah. Oh my god! It would, I don't. It wouldn't have worked at all. And I'm like, why do you? Why do you have that? She kind of. I mean, they they had the, the kryptonite shield things they were wearing a few mm-hmm. episodes back, right? So yep. it's not not totally off base. That's right. Yeah, that's dream. Um, Perchance to dream. I found it really interesting that Guardian does not reveal himself to Supergirl. Their reasoning makes sense totally in like two minutes mm-hmm. when we get that mm-hmm. scene. But he, you know, who are you? A friend. He also doesn't say the guardian. No, he just says a friend. A friend. Like, too good to say your name twice. Mm. Um, it's it's funny because when I was like, oh, I really hope that suit is lead lined. X-ray vision. Boom. Woo. Yep. Windows. What he's I doing? I thought she was gonna figure out who he was because his eyes are so dreamy. How can you not catch that? But you know, hey. Well, you're right. Mm. You're right. You're. You're totally right. I know I'm right. But at the same time, like, Bruce Wayne's chin is so dreamy. <laughs> but, you know, if I gave sure. you a random picture of a dude in cosplay dressed as Batman, you have no, you can't tell me who that sure. is. You know what I mean? I could show you a picture of a cosplay of Superman, and he'd be like, I could tell me this dude's real name. You know, mm-hmm. like, I've never sure. seen him before. Sure. He's just, you know what I mean? So I think his eyes aren't enough, even I, for Kara. You, you went little further into that than i meant it but yeah that's you're very right you're welcome yeah <laughs> yeah it's what i do <laughs> um she's also not the the most observant person like really yeah yeah fair like fair. why do you think snapper yells at her when he's on the show like valid yeah she's good but she's still learning <laughs> okay yeah true, true. she's not the world's greatest detective alien mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um Guardian doesn't reveal himself. When Man in the Star Spangled Van, I like that. So funny. Um, they're keeping it a secret from Kara because she'll stop them. And as as James said, she can stop. She us. can stop them. Um, by the way, going back to when in his Star Spangled Van, yeah. he calls it the Deo Speedwagon, which was a really fun reference to the band Ario Speedwagon. Nice, <laughs> very good. <laughs> I did not catch that at all. That was fun. That's great. Um. So they're the super friends, which is super which is friends, fun. which didn't, didn't somebody say that like last season and they're like, we're not calling it that. I think she said that. Maybe she called it. She yeah. said that someone said it. Yeah. And they're just like, nope. Oh, maybe it was with Fl- when the flash crossed over. I don't remember. Someone honestly. said it. Yeah. And it was just like, remember. someone put out like a hard kibosh. Like, nope, we're not calling it that. I don't remember that being a funny beat. Anyway. Um, I don't think it was the flash episode, but. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, there's a really nice... Okay, so Wynn and James are kind of always on the opposite end of things, right? Yeah. They're always... They're not at odds, but they're at... The, they're on... They're at 
two different they're on the other side of the street from one another you know what i mean yeah like there's you know there's something always dividing mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. um the last shot of them together are both of them in the same position in a two shot leaning up against the desk mm-hmm. so he's much taller than than win is but now they are equals mm-hmm. they're on the same side of the desk looking at the same thing at equal height with one another, the sure. way that they're measured, they yeah. are now fully partners. They're f- yeah, exactly. They are together. They are on the same side of the street. I really liked it. There was a lot of imagery right mm-hmm. in that in mm-hmm. that image. It's very good, Re- really beautifully done. Do you think I read too much into that? No, absolutely not. Okay. I think you're on the money, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, Magan stays with Jean. Um, you know, he wakes up and he's like, "No, stay," because I love you. Um, (laughs) until i fall asleep until i fall asleep john jones is wearing a wedding ring did you catch that i did catch that i caught i I saw the wedding ring Mm -hmm. which is very consistent with his character that he hadn't taken it off yep um or that he decided to is i guess that must be a martian custom too or he's taking the human custom to represent his Uh, family that's how i'm choosing to read it yeah um and we see his little his hands start to tremor a little bit, a little bit, which she notices. Yeah, and, and and then we move on, moving on. It's good, perhaps to be revealed next week. I think so, probably. Um, Alex goes and talks to Maggie. Says, you know, it came out. She's like, let me buy you that drink. Alex lays one on her. It didn't go as planned. Didn't go as planned. Maggie was just sort of like, listen, we're just friends. These, you know, relationships when you're just figuring this stuff out never last. You know, everything's really shiny and heightened for you right now, but it's just, it's not gonna, we're not in the same place. And I think she's right and smart because, hear me out, even though your face says that you're just literally going to hear me out. You didn't make a face I, at I all. I am hearing you out, yeah. Um, She knows that for lack of a better term, Alex is a noob. Mm-hmm. And she, I think she does want to be with Alex. I'm, I'm with you. But she, she's not taking the gamble that the first one out of the gate is going to work for Alex. So she's letting Alex play the field, mm-hmm. discover more about herself, then come back when she feels a little bit more yeah. stable and balanced. I think she's protecting herself. Mm-hmm. She's rejecting Alex out of the gate to yep. save herself the, 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 the pain later. Yep. Or... Yep. She really she wants Alex to grow so she, Alex can come back and Maggie be like, okay, you're ready for me sure. now, me Maggie Sawyer. But Maggie Sawyer is typically more of a tough, tough character. So I my my read on it is she's being a little selfish and like saving herself the pain. I could see that. I yeah. can see your your way as well. Yeah, I yeah. But I think we agree that she she secretly has feelings for Alex, and for whatever reason, for whatever reason, she yeah, is staying close yeah. off. I think she's protecting Alex and herself. Yeah. 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 But I think she's playing the waiting game Mm -hmm. where Alex wants it right now because it's new and shiny and exciting. Right. But I think Maggie's willing to let that sit for Mm -hmm. a little while. Um, Because, I mean, we've seen Maggie date around already in the few episodes that we, you know, we've had her. And I think she's telling Alex, like, you need to figure out what you want, what you like. I'm literally the first thing that's ever happened to you. And I think you need to, you need to figure more out. In any case, I do predict that we will see these two get together. I, agree. I don't think that's a stretch. No, no, I don't think so either. But Alex doesn't think that, and she's not taking the rejection well mm-hmm. at all. 
Um, and so I just like to say that Alex's apartment is nice. Nice. It is the DEO plays pays well. Oh yeah. It also plays well, but it also pays well. Mostly pays well. Yeah, and she won't let Kara in. Kara flies in the window, which was like, yeah, we can't keep this girl out. Um, and they... Well, she doesn't do the Alex. I'm coming into your home. Mm-hmm. Kicks door down. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gently coming through your window. Mm-hmm. And she lays it out. She she doesn't want to talk about it at first. And then she, she tells her, like, well, it didn't go the way I wanted. And actually, forget everything I said. It's not true. Like, I, I need to... She starts doubting everything, right? If right. if this if she misread Maggie's feelings for her, then she's starting to doubt that any of Maybe it. Maybe she misread everything. Right? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Poor Alex. Really feel for her this episode. Yeah, really. Yeah. Um, Monel has a little change, and he's walking down the street singing his Monel song, whatever that sounds like. And do 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 do. Sure. Do do There it is. Nailed it. Um. He sees this uh, this homeless man on the street, and he's like, hey, I'm trying to be a good person. Can I help you with something? Which is, you know, what we all say when we try to help a homeless person. Yeah. Hi, I'm trying to be better. Yeah. Can I help you be better? <laughs> yeah. Um, turns out it's Cadmus, uh-huh. Womp Womp, um, and Dr. Cadmus Luther. Her first name is Cadmus. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. It's not. No, it's not. Um, don't name your child Cadmus. <laughs> a message from... Uh- Supergirl TV talk. (laughs) Hashtag donate me your child, Cadmus. (laughs) Um, So, and that's the end of the episode. Yeah. Um, So, uh, any final thoughts? Um, So... I, you know, we talked about it with Larry. All all the themes were were brilliantly executed. The changes, the the loneliness. I really, really dug this episode. Um, It was super cool to see Parasite... Um and Monel and um and to have all these you know Superman big Superman mythos characters um together in one episode was super super cool like this is such a this season let's take a step back this season has been a Superman fans dream and all the different you know, Guardian too like all these different characters they're bringing in if you're a real fan like a hardcore fan I mean this is what you want this is what you've been hoping for and wishing for as a fan if if you're anything like me you know for years and you never thought you'd see on tv and and sure enough here it is so um exciting stuff for sure and uh i i am very excited we'll talk about the trailer in a second uh, for next week but very excited for uh for what may be coming next um do you have any final thoughts uh no because i talk pretty much through the whole episode so i think everyone knows how i feel Awesome. Fine. All right, cool. Well, if you're not going to join us on the other side of uh, of this for the uh, spoilers and, and trailer talk, you can find us at SupergirlTVTalk.com. Email us at SupergirlTVTalk at gmail.com. We, we uh, kind of for, for went to the emails uh, this week uh, to talk to Larry about rest assured we'll be back on the train next week uh, at TV Supergirl on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Frank Ramblings and Tim at Timp underscore Gannon uh, on Twitter. And then you can also find us at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. That's, that's the name for this network, and it's where you can find this show and Beer with Geeks and The Marketers Next Door. We do a bunch of podcasts. Check them out. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think that I think that kind of covers off on it. And of course, we would love your iTunes reviews. And if you're listening to this right now and you haven't left us an iTunes review, um, you really need to, to pull out your phone right now and uh, leave a review that says, Larry Tang is the man. Five stars. T-E-N-G. T-E-N-G. Larry Tang is the man. 
Um, but I understand we have some reviews that we'd like to read. I do. I have from Riley P, five stars. Frank's beard is sexy. Awesome podcast. Awesome mm. podcasts. The hosts do an excellent job of keeping things lively. A must listen for DC TV fans. Very good. Succinct. Awesome. Thank you. To the point. Um, I also have one from Indie Guy Rocks. OMG, five stars. Tim has great hair. Frank likes Dollar Shave Club for his head shaving needs. <laughs> and they are great. Up, up, and away. Dollar Shave Club is not a sponsor, but, uh, but that's cool. Thank you. Very good. I'll have more reviews coming your way next week. If you want yours read out on Supergirl TV Talk, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Keep leaving us the reviews. We love them. Thank you guys so much. All right. So we, we saw that, that teaser for next week um, at the end of the episode there. Uh, Timothy, what do you make of it? Um, I don't think it showed us a lot. <laughs> it didn't. It didn't really show us a lot. Um, so we no, actually know- it did, but it didn't. Well, yes and no. I mean, it gave us. It gave us. Uh, it hinted at okay, the Guardians a wanted man. Um, we got. We see something's going on with uh with Jean, uh, where he is. He's fighting Supergirl, right? And, and she Cat- must die. She must die. Uh, Cadmus is in. Is in. Full force here with must with, die, must die. with Mon-El. Mascara, 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 must die. Nailed it. Yep. For all you musical fans out there, that one that went over my head. It's Jesus Christ Superstar. Oh, uh, I'm not super familiar with that show. You're not superstar uh, familiar with it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know that show super well. So uh, okay. Sorry, Andrew Lloyd Webber. I know. I was in it in high school. We had a good time. Um. All of that, the episode description says that Carr comes face-to-face with Cyborg Superman. It does, yes. So, what form that takes? Will Tim's predictions be right? We don't know. Well, we're, gonna, we're about to find out. We are about to find out, and there's... I'm going to say I'm not right. You think you're wrong? I think I'm wrong, personally. Well, all right, all right. I mean, what we, what we do know, right? Uh, Andrew Kreisberg did come out this past week, and he did tell us that it is... Um, it's not Tyler. The it's not Tyler. Cyborg, Cyborg, it's, not, it's not Superman. Cyborg Superman is not Tyler. That's right. So we know that much. Which was sure. not which was not my prediction. I know. Right. I know. But I'm saying so that that eliminates one possibility and makes you a little more likely to be right. Yes. But you still think you might be wrong. Yes. Okay. Okay. I think. Yeah. I think I might be wrong. Okay. Okay. Um, I hope I'm not. I hope I can call something mm-hmm. again. Yeah. I hope so too. Um, but I mean. Martian Manhunter was just that, that was, was such a weird shot in the dark. That was a great, great. You made a great call, shot in the dark. Yeah, that was awesome. Because I mean, that wasn't even the intention on the episode that we watched. Sure, it was just like a, it was a thing. Yeah. So I don't think I can do it twice. I am, I am doubting myself the way that many characters on the show doubt themselves. <laughs> okay. Um. Do you have an alternate guess, or do you want to s- stick to your guns, but with the understanding that you might be wrong? Mm. Well, here's the here's the thing. Here's my reasoning for for Dean Kane. Okay. okay. So so well, this is going off comic information which they they do a good job at adapting and and warping and changing right. expectations, which is what I I really like. So it keeps me guessing too um as a reader. And so traditionally Cyber Superman is Hank Henshaw. So there's a possibility that it's the real Hank Henshaw mm-hmm. and that we 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 still get we still get that 
version. Sure. Um, so that's that's one number one possibility. So that would be David Harewood playing. David Harewood playing Cyborg Superman, which I don't think is the case. Yeah. In in DC Comics right now, Cyborg Superman is not Hank Henshaw. It's Kara's father. Zorel. Zorel is Cyborg Superman. Um, so that's a very real possibility mm-hmm. as well, because that's a direct pull. My thought on Dean Kane was they like to take Berlant- Berlanti likes to take actors who have played heroes or villains on superhero shows before and retool them to their needs. Yep. You know, they did it with they did it with um, the Flash. Um, they made um, this is slight spoiler for the Flash, but it's last season, so maybe not. But so they turned. Henry Henry Allen Flash's father played was played by is uh played by um John Wesley Ship. Thank you John Wesley Ship who played, who played the, the Flash. Flash in the 90s mm-hmm. on on his te- the Flash in the 90s television show. Um but not only that but the Flash from Earth 2 mm-hmm. is Jay Garrick who is also played by, played by John, John Wesley Ship. Right. So the Flash is playing the Flash. So right. I so there's there's history of like a character playing like an like a mirror version of mm-hmm. themselves mm-hmm. previously. Dean Kane played Superman on Lois and Clark. Maybe he's playing Cyborg Superman in here. Mm-hmm. So there's like and there's like he's he's in Cadmus. You know, like we know Cadmus is holding him a hostage. And he's somehow related to Cadmus. There's yeah. yeah, and there's been hints about you know like what maybe what maybe they've done something to him. Maybe not. Maybe you'll see him one day. There was that you know there was that um. Dr. Luther, Dr. Cadmus Luther mm-hmm, says something mm-hmm. to Alex in the first yeah, episode yeah. about stuff like that. So, see, now that I'm saying it, I'm like, no, it's got to be him. Like, no, you're, you're, you make a very good case. That, yeah. That's, that's, that's good reasoning. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we shall see. We shall, we shall see. see. Um, I hope you're right. Cause that would be the coolest. Yeah. I would love it. Okay, but we'll have to wait and see. We will, and we will let everyone know if I was right or wrong next week. Exactly. We'll know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. I think that about wraps it up for us. I think so. All right. Well, then, in that case, up, up, and away. <laughs>